Welcome to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Kitchens. I'm a plant-based registered dietitian and virtual nutrition mentor. I was raised on an Angus cattle farm, grew up with a lot of GI issues, and used the power of plant-based eating to promote healing. Here you'll find inspiration, ideas, and encouragement for your own plant-based journey. I'm so thrilled you're here today. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Katie and I are back for another episode where we are answering really common questions when it comes to plant-based eating, especially if you're new. So we're hoping that this series will just help you sort of sift through all of the misinformation and all the complex questions that you're going to get as you're on your journey. So guess what we're going to talk about today, Katie? Protein! <laughs> the episode that we did previously was talking about how to transition. And another common question is whether you're new or not new, whether you've been plant-based for a decade or 10 days, <laughs> the most common question you're going to get is, are you getting enough protein or where do you get your protein? And it's interesting because I read this quote recently that said, if you're asking this question, if you're worrying about the amount of protein in your diet, especially if you're a plant-based eater, then you are almost certainly eating more than enough. We're going to talk about what the hype's all about. How much do we really need? Like how much do I actually need? And then how to know if you are getting enough protein and do you need a protein powder, especially if you're plant-based. So we're going to talk about those four things. So protein very, very simply just to start out is one of three macronutrients. So when we think about macronutrients, that includes carbohydrates, fat, and protein. So what is all the hype about? Katie, how often do you get this question? Usually if it's a new person that learns that I am plant-based, that's the first thing out of mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, it's just one of those things that's in our culture. It's baked into all kinds of things, you know, toxic masculinity. You can't have muscles unless you have your protein and protein comes from meat and that's it. Ooh. And if you don't eat meat, then you don't have enough protein. <laughs> yep. And it's interesting. I've heard a couple people say that this is their answer. You know, when someone asks them, where do you get your protein? A very common response is, well, there's a lot of misinformation out there that meat is our only source of protein or the best source of protein. And so it's also helpful to reframe the fact that plants have protein too. And in fact, they have a lot of protein more than we ever probably thought about. But part of the reason, like Katie said, is our we're so obsessed with protein as a culture. And part of that reason is many of us have lived through this, but we remember the low fat diet craze in the eighties. I mean, it was being promoted by physicians, the federal government, the food industry, you know, the media, it was everywhere. And so part of that has been ingrained into our brains, into our parents' brains, into our parents' parents' brains. And then from there, even in the nineties and in the two thousands, low carbohydrate diets were some of the most popular diets during that period. And so protein sort of, you know, rose to the surface as this incredibly important macronutrient when spoiler alert, all three of them are important. Um, but what ended up happening was these other macronutrients got demonized. And so therefore, you know, protein sort of rose to the surface and now you smack protein on a label and everyone wants to buy it. It's a great marketing strategy. It sells a lot of product. It's crazy if you think about, just like Ashley was saying, think about 
everything that you have been marketed to that is still with you. And it was years ago. Milk does a body good. Got milk, right? <laughs> All those things, those are still, when I'm shopping at the grocery store, when I see a gallon of cow's milk, that is still in me from when I was a third grader. It just shows you how powerful those marketing strategies are and how it gets in the population's psyche and that affects, you know, questions like where are you going to get your protein? <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. So in a way like carbohydrates and fat were deemed toxic by the public mind and they were kind of promoted that way. It's like, oh, you have to eat low fat. Oh, you have to eat low carbohydrate. No one has ever said you have to eat low protein. Uh, at least not very many people say that. Okay. So Katie, how much protein do we really need? I feel like this is a very common question. It's like, okay, well, if I, I know I need protein and we talk about protein a lot, but how, how much do I actually need? Because you see people saying that you need hundreds of grams and you see people saying that you need, you know, 30, 40, 50 grams. So again, it's highly, highly dependent on the person. So very, very generally the recommended dietary allowance, the RDA for protein is about 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. And what the RDA is, it's basically gives you sort of the amount of a nutrient that you need to meet your basic nutritional requirements. And so that's what the RDA is. So for example, like if you were to weigh 200 pounds, you know, this would come out to about 72 grams of protein per day that you need. And again, that's for the general person. So don't take that to heart. If you know, if you're don't fall sort of like in that category. And personally, I know Katie knows this about me. And if you follow me, you have a clear idea that i personally just and professionally don't encourage counting macros or protein. I've never counted myself. I don't have my clients count macros. So part of that is also a struggle. It's like, well, if I'm not counting, then how do I know if I'm getting enough? And so before we get to, well, how do you know if you're getting enough to bust some myths? I've seen this a lot of like, well, wait, aren't plants like incomplete sources of protein? No, they aren't. They actually contain all the essential amino acids just in different ratios. And research has actually shown that those eating plant-based diets get more than enough protein. And also too, I'm sure many of you have heard of protein combining, like you have to eat certain proteins together to make sure that you're getting the right ratios. That is also a myth. Thank goodness it was busted decades ago, even though we still see it out there being talked about today, um, but it is a myth y'all. And part of that reason too, is our body's able to recycle protein about 90 grams a day. So if for some reason you just had a little bit less of amino acid that you actually needed in the day, your body is so smart that it's going to recycle and make sure that you're getting everything that you need. So that segues into, well, still Ashley, like, how do I know if I'm getting enough? And there are two things that you need to remember to make sure that you are getting enough. One is that you're getting enough calories, very, very simply that you're intaking enough that your body needs. And then number two is that you are eating a variety of plants. So that is also helpful. So two things to make sure that you're getting enough protein. One is that you're getting enough calories and two, that you are eating a variety and the reason I talk about variety is because it is important that you do get variety into your diet, just again, so that you're getting a mixture of not just macronutrients, but micronutrients, you know, vitamins, minerals, all those great things. So that's also an important factor in this whole thing as well. I love the variety because I think that point is so important when you're talking about 
plant-based eating, you know, when people talking about going plant-based or going vegan, you know, I could eat Oreos and vegan macaroni and cheese and I'm plant-based, right? <laughs> I think what makes going plant-based so much fun is because when I was eating the standard American diet, it was the same thing all the time. <laughs> like it, it really was, if it wasn't fried or battered or smothered in gunk, you know, <laughs> but going plant-based, I eat so many different things during the week. And that's really what's going to get that protein where you need it to be. And it's so easy. You don't have to think about it if you're just eating the rainbow. Yep. Absolutely. And I think that's a really great point too, because when you're eating the rainbow, eating variety, part of what we talk about so often as well is sort of having to rethink your plate. And again, it's so easy to look at sort of the standard American plate. When you think about, when I think about how I grew up, maybe how you grew up of having like meat and a starch and a vegetable, it's very, very easy to look at your plate and be like, okay, well, that's where I'm getting my protein. You know, the chicken or the fish or the steak, whatever's on my plate. It's very, very obvious because again, we grew up knowing, thinking that meat is our source of protein. And so part of this is sort of reframing your plate and remembering too, that plants also have protein. Actually, they have an abundance of protein, everything that you need. If you're eating a plant-based diet, you know, gives you plenty and plenty of protein. So that's sort of part of the process as well is rethinking your plate, sort of stepping outside this box of what we, when we look at a plate, what we normally think it is. And also too, not just thinking that meat is our only source of protein, which I mean, when I growing up, I grew up on a farm, that's definitely what I thought and was led to believe when plants have protein too. So kind of with that, Katie, and I think this is also a great point is like, okay, well, let's say I am getting enough calories and I am eating a variety, but what are some ways where maybe we can add in just a little bit of extra protein? We're going to talk about protein powder at the end, but how can I maybe add in some extra protein to like my oatmeal or my smoothie or things just maybe bulk it up? Because what we know too is protein and fat provide satiety. I mean, so do many other things like fiber and water and all those great things, but how can I also maybe add a little bit more protein to my meals to feel fuller, longer, or just feel more satiated in general? I think breakfast for me is one of the easiest ways to add protein to your, your daily intake, adding greens, adding flaxseed, ground flaxseed, right? Yep. <laughs> hemp seed, all of these things you can add to your oatmeal or maybe not greens to a smoothie. A smoothie is a great way for me to make breakfast in a hurry. It's an easy way to get your protein and to add extra protein and not taste it. So if you have kids, all those things, you can add greens, seeds, nut butters. And as long as you have a few strawberries or a banana, that sweetness is going to cover up any taste that they may add to the smoothie. So I think that's for someone starting out, I think that's a really easy way to get some extra protein. You don't have to chop anything extra. You just throw it in there. <laughs> Oatmeal is the same way. So it's super easy to add to breakfast, I think. Yes, no, I definitely agree. And when I think about the way that I used to eat oatmeal, literally Katie, it was like, oats, brown sugar, and maybe like maple <laughs> syrup. Oh, it, would, it didn't even taste good, but I would eat it. 
And then of course I was hungry like an hour later, no wonder, cause there was literally nothing to it. But like yeah. Katie was saying, it's really helpful, especially when you're transitioning or when you're new to plant-based is to, again, set your environment up for success. So stock your pantry, stock your fridge or freezer with things that maybe you can add to these dishes to bulk them up a little bit more things like hemp seeds, chia seeds, flax meal, and nuts and seeds, things like that, that are going to round out your meal to make it a bit more dense, which I don't think is any, there's anything wrong with that because it does lead to satiety. And then like Katie also mentioned, you know, making sure that you have greens on hand because that also greens have lots of protein in them. They are great for protein. Cruciferous vegetables are great for protein. So, and just another way to, again, add more things to your diet. I think that's another great thing about going plant-based. And we were talking about kind of rethinking your plate. When you're talking about whole foods, you know, eating the rainbow, you can add as much to your plate as you want to. And so it really tricks your brain when you're talking about restrictive diets, you have this one little piece of fish and some vegetables and some rice. I'm limiting to like 1200 calories and an hour later I'm starving and I feel horrible, right? With plant-based eating, you don't have to think about it. Again, we're talking about, you know, whole foods, not Oreos, but... <laughs> Which I love um, Oreos, by the way. <laughs> we love Oreos. When you're adding that variety, you don't have to think about counting calories or being super restrictive. You can enjoy a really abundant plate full of these things that are going to fill you up. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it goes back to what we had talked about in a previous episode of like adding things in versus taking things away so that it is such a positive experience. It is like an abundant plate that's in front of you and it excites you and it makes you feel good and it tastes super good as well. So really good point there. Well, okay. So if I am plant-based Katie, do I need a protein powder? Cause I get asked this all the time as well. And especially if you are in the gym, if you lift weights, you know, do you need a protein powder? If you are eating the rainbow, if you are having that beautiful, abundant, whole food, plant-based plate, you do not need a protein powder. There, there can be a lot of pressure, whether it's from people at the gym or even just whether it's people that you talk to or ask you, you really don't truly need a protein powder if you don't want it. If you want it, there is nothing wrong with it. If you want to enjoy a protein powder with your smoothie or however you want to eat it, that is totally fine, but don't feel like you have to have one or need to have one because you are plant-based. Well, hopefully you found that helpful in just all the misinformation that is out there when it comes to protein, how much you need, you know, where you get it. Are you getting enough when you are plant-based? And really the two main things to remember is just making sure that you are getting enough calories and that you are getting variety into your diet that will help ensure that you're getting enough protein. And like I said, towards the beginning, your research has shown that people eating plant-based diets get more than enough, sometimes even double the amount that they need. So there really is no need to worry when it comes to protein. And one of the best things that you can do, because you're going to be getting this question a lot is to find an answer or a response that feels good to you when someone asks you this question. Uh, this has changed for me over the past decade of being plant-based. I used to say, I used to like list out foods. I used to show people my Instagram. And now I just say, well, you know, plants have protein too. I get it from plants. So really just find a find an answer or response that feels good to you so that you have something that you can say when you get asked this question all the time. I'll be curious too, if you do have a really good response that you love, please share it on social media and tag me because I would be very, very curious to hear what you have to say. What's so helpful is when we share 
things that are helpful to us and it inspires other people or it helps other people also come up with things that are helpful for them. So the more you share about what works well for you, the more it also benefits and helps other people as well. So if you have a good response to where do you get your protein, put it on Instagram, put it in a story, tag me. I would love to see it and repost it and say, thank you for sharing and also listening to this podcast. All right, Katie, thanks for being here. Thanks everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast today. If you found this episode inspiring, please share it with a friend or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally say thank you. Until next time, keep thriving.